Hey guys, it's Tony talking car biz. Earlier today, I was challenged by one of my mentors to do a podcast regarding my backstory, how I came to be where I am today in the automotive industry. So I don't know if you've ever heard this story. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but I just want to kind of vomit it all out get it out there so folks know where I'm coming from so maybe you can see where I'm trying to take you. So I'm in the auto industry. This year I'm celebrating my 32nd year in the car business. So I got in the car business just after I finished two years of technical college back in the 80s and a buddy of mine and I we're out partying late one night and uh, we woke up the next Sunday morning. I looked at him, he looked at me, we were hung over. I said, hey, you wanna move to California? He said, sure, let's do it. So I was, uh, what, 21 years old and uh, a week later I had a trailer hooked to the back of my pickup truck and my motorcycle in the back of the truck and I basically had a garage sale and the two of us jumped in my truck and headed to California. Now, I would like to say that we were headed to California with no plans, but that's not true. I had an older sister who lived in Fremont, California back then. She was married, she had a daughter, and she was struggling in her relationship with her husband and was looking for someone to come out and kind of hang out with her and uh, help her pay the bills as well. And I was 21, I didn't have a job, I didn't have anything hanging over me, so I thought, yeah, let's move to California. And uh, we got to California, stayed with her for a while. She decided to bail back to Wisconsin. And so there I was uh, with, my, uh, with my girlfriend. And uh, it turned out uh, I needed to pay the rent. My, uh, my buddy that moved out there with me came to me one day and said, hey, we need to pay the rent. Um, if we don't pay the rent, we're going to have to find uh, some place to sleep tonight other than this place we're in right now. And so I said, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't really have any ideas and types of jobs. And he said, well, I just got a job today down at this car dealership and uh, I start work tomorrow and I bet they would hire you too. Uh, and so I'd never been in the car business. I had some family history of in the car business, but I never worked in the car business. Uh, and I really didn't really have an affinity to cars at all, um, but turned out I needed to pay the bills. So uh, that very next day, he went to work on his first day, and I went down there to apply for a job, and it was kind of surreal, but um, the uh, sales manager, uh, you know, I fill out an application, but he said, hey, I'll talk to you right away. Why don't you go ahead and sit down? We sat in an office for maybe 10 minutes, and uh, then basically the interview was over, and as we're walking out of the dealership uh, showroom, he says, um, okay, well, when would you like to start? And of course I said what every green pea would say, and that is as soon as possible. <laughs> well, the funny thing was he said, okay, great. There's a customer and he pointed out to the lot. Uh, why don't you go take care of them? And I froze. Um, and I suppose anybody would have froze. You just didn't expect it. You weren't ready for that. You'd never sold, I'd never sold cars before. Uh, but I did sell things in college, and actually when I was a, 
a younger man, I actually sold candy out of my locker at school. So I did have some sales experience when I was in college. I worked in a telemarketing office and managed that for a little while. So I wasn't completely green when it comes to sales, but it did, uh, you know, it did catch me off guard. And so, yep, I went out on the lot and uh, I said hi to these customers. And uh, well, I'd like to say I actually sold them something, but I probably just chased them off. No, I didn't sell them anything. Uh, and so that's how I got started in the business. And uh, probably for the first five or six years in the business, I was pretty much an average salesperson. You know, I was doing 10, 12 cars a month, struggling to make any money. Uh, I lived in California for about three years, sold cars there, and uh, then moved back to Wisconsin because essentially I was broke and I needed to get back home. So I moved back to Wisconsin and uh, went and got a job at a local car dealership. Uh, they put me to work uh, selling Lincoln Mercury's back in the uh, early 90s. And, um, you know, I liked the car business. I, I enjoyed the uh, interaction with customers and such. So, I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't making any money. And, um, you know, one of the things that I did early on was I was so afraid of customers um, that what I ended up doing was... Um, I would know everything about every car. I mean, I studied cars. I knew them inside, outside, upside, downside. Um, I won sales contests. I, I took all the tests. I always aced every test. Uh, I could identify a car from a mile away what it was. Customer could ask me how much leg room there was in the back seat of a car, and I would tell them right down to the tenth of an inch. Um, so my thing was, if I know everything about it, um, I'll impress them so much they'll ask me to buy the car. Well, um, of course, that's not what happened. Um, I still struggled. Um, but yet I also noticed um, that the veterans, the guys who were selling twice as many cars as I was, um, were the very same guys who didn't know anything about cars. Well, I shouldn't say didn't know anything, but um, certainly didn't study and didn't have the product knowledge I had. Uh, in fact, the guys who were selling twice as many cars as I had would would ask me questions about cars, um, the technical questions and the specs and all that kind of stuff. If, a, if one of their customers had a question, they'd bring the customer over to me to answer their questions. And, you know, I began to notice that the guys that sell the most cars are the ones that know the least about the product. Um, and I also noticed that the guys that sell the most cars were the ones that the sales managers let them do whatever they wanted to do let them come in early, leave early, they worked their own deals, they, you know, they did basically what they wanted to do, and they were selling twice as many cars as I was with half the product knowledge. And so I didn't quite get that, it was really frustrating. I mean, I worked more hours than them, I helped more customers than them, I helped their customers, I had a killer CSI score, my customers loved me, but I just wasn't selling enough cars. So it was super frustrating to, to think, okay, I'm working harder, <clears throat> I'm working longer, I know more than they know, but they're out selling me two to one. Why is that? Um, and moreover, one of the big frustrations was my managers micromanaged me to death. They would tell me exactly what to say. They'd never tell me why I should say what I say, and that really uh, pissed me off because they never really were teaching me to fish. They were just telling me to fish. Um, they were telling me where to throw my bait, but not telling me why or how I could figure that out on my own. Um, and then moreover, 
um, they would load my lips with word tracks and I never knew why they said what they said or what I was supposed to say after they said it. They would say, go back and say this, and then I'd go back and say that, and the customer would respond in a way that I didn't have an answer for. So it was that back and forth with the management, and it just really, really frustrated me. Um, and then somewhere around like 1992 or 1993, um, my manager asked me if I wanted to go to this sales training by this young sales trainer out of Milwaukee. And the manager said, um, or actually the, the sales trainers um, um, reconnaissance team, if you will, came into our dealership and told us all about this great training. And, you know, if you want to go to it, it costs this much and your dealership's a grade to pay for half of it. So if you want to go, you pay for half, the dealer pay for half. Well, I jumped on this training and uh, it was in Milwaukee at the time. I was probably about 24 years old, something like that. And um, I was going to go down to this training. But backing up before I went to this training, one of the biggest frustrations I had was when it came to, to handling sales calls. Um, when it came to sales calls, my sales managers really didn't train me on much. Um, they gave me some scripts, but they didn't really give me any of the, the reasoning behind the scripts. You know, like they would say, ask your customer, customer would call up on the phone and the customer would say, saw this car in the newspaper. Did you still have it? Do you still have it? And I was supposed to say, well, what color were you looking for? Lighter or darker colors? And so the scripts made no sense to me. Um, and they don't, they only frustrated me and they only frustrated the customers. And then occasionally a customer would ask me, you know, what's the best price over the phone or what can I give them for their trade over the phone or what's the interest rate over the phone? Um, and I would say, well, let me get your number and I'll talk to my boss and I'll call you back. And of course, then I would hang up. I go back to my boss. I say, boss, he's have this customer on the phone. This customer wants to know what their trade ins worth or they want to know what the best price is. And the manager would say to me, don't tell them anything. Just get them in here. Don't tell them what their trade-in's worth, even though that's what they're expecting me to give them when I call back. Don't tell them what the best price is, even though that's what I told them I would get from you, Mr. Manager. The manager would just say to me, don't tell them anything, just get them in here. Don't give them a number over the phone. Don't give them a trade value over the phone. Just get them in there. And I would say, but boss, they want a number over the phone. No, go call them back and just get them in here. And I never knew how to do that. It really, really frustrated me and angered me to the point where sometimes I would get in arguments with my boss and I would just not call the customer back because I didn't know what to say to them. Well, fast forward to the trainer that I went to, and many of you are familiar with him, a trainer today who's very, very um, top of the line. Everybody in sales knows this person, but back then he was 24 years old, 25 years old. He was about three years older than I was, and he was so dynamic. And he wrote a, a book series and had uh, workbooks and audio tapes called Selling Cars in the 90s. Uh, and some of you might know who I'm talking about, but the man's name was Grant Cardone. So I saw Grant Cardone for my first time in 1993. And I've seen him three or four times since then. And I know he doesn't know me from Adam, but I watch his YouTube, do all the things that most people do with Grant Cardone now. But one of the things that I learned from Grant Cardone way back in 1993 is just answer the question. Keep it simple. Don't vomit everything on the customer. And so 
I got, after that training, I really studied his stuff, and you know, I was like a junior Grant Cardone. If you said this, I said that, and what I said was Grant verbatim what Grant taught me to say. I wore out his audio tapes. I wore out his workbook. I used to take his workbooks and carbon or photocopy them, uh, and then just work all the way through them again like I'd never done them before. And I did that many, many times. His audio tapes. I had to re I had to re-record those. I had to dub those onto other tapes because the original ones started wearing out. I still have them. They sound terrible, but I listen to them. I've put them on CDs over and over and over again. I'll bet I've listened to Grant Cardone selling cars in the 90s a couple hundred times minimum. I used to copy them and give them to rookie salespeople to listen to them. So over the years I I started to use these things and they were working and my sales were increasing, my sales were doubling and I was doing really, really well. Um, but there came a point where I thought, man, car dealers really don't know how to train their salespeople to handle sales calls. They don't give them the attention they need. They don't give them the word tracks. They don't practice with them. They don't role play with them. They tell salespeople to do all this stuff, but they never really do it with the salespeople. They never take the time to the point where I believe the number one reason why car dealers have high turnover in the sales department is not because the salespeople, the new salesperson, the green salesperson, not because they don't want to be good at their profession, not at all. In fact, I think the new employee, the new salesperson is wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and wants to have success. In fact, we've all worked with salespeople who their first month on the line, they're the number one salesperson. They go nuts and they knock the cover off the ball. Why? Because they do everything they're told to do. And then month two, they sink. And month three, they sink. And by month number six, they quit. And they're gone. And I've over the years, I've worked with probably thousands of salespeople. I've seen this happen thousands of times. And so I just wanted to be able to help those salespeople. I wanted to help them have success. So in the mid 2000s, I started working on the concept of sales BDCs for handling internet leads. I built my first sales BDC in 19, or I'm sorry, 2003. And then I went on to run one of the largest uh, sales BDC call centers in the state of Wisconsin, possibly in the United States. This is in 2005. I ran a BDC sales call center that encompassed 13 stores total. At one point, I had more than 12 operators working in this department. Now, today, in 2020, these types of BDCs are all over the place. But if you go back 20 years or 15 years, it was very uncommon to have a BDC with that number of people. And that was the time that I was able to really hone and fine tune my phone skills because we were handling literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of phone calls every month. And I was able to coach the operators one-on-one. -on -one. I was able I was able to put my scripts in front of them and A-B test my scripts. So if the customer said this, the operator said that, and I would watch that and I would fine tune it. And if that phrase didn't work, I would change it up. And so over the years, I've been able to develop a total of six scripts that cover 
what I call the big five categories of questions for sales calls for car dealers. And so what I've done is I've taken all six of these scripts and I've packaged them into a script bundle so that I'm able to share them with salespeople who want to get better, with car dealers who want to get better, with these proven scripts that I've used on literally thousands, if not tens of thousands of sales calls. And what I've done is through call tracking is I'm able to listen to sales calls and sit down with the sales person, listen and apply the script and help them to get better and have had a great deal of success helping BDC phone agents learn these scripts, role play these scripts and, and get to the point where they have a high percentage of sales calls appointments. Now, not only are they able to set a higher percentage of appointments off of sales calls and outbound sales calls and inbound sales calls and chats and text leads because these scripts work across all those all those contact points. It doesn't matter whether it's an inbound call, an outbound call, a, an email template, a, a chat transcript or a text transcript. These scripts work across all of those. Uh, and moreover, I'm able to help these salespeople practice and role play and practice and role play to the point where they're able to not only set more appointments, but set more solid appointments, appointments that show up, appointments that when they get there, everything's lined up and ready to go for the salesperson to take the ball and carry it into the end zone. So that's really my backstory. That's where I, how I've got to where I am today. That's how I've developed my my uh, phone skills uh, scripts and they're documented and I'm willing to share them with anybody. However, what I know is the scripts in and of themselves have little to no value to the individual. The real strength of my sales phone skills training is in the role playing. It's in the coaching. It's in the um, relationship that I build with the individual operators so that they begin to trust that the scripts will work. And then I move them to the point where they're actually working with live customers. So way before a BDC agent is talking to a live customer, they're able to answer every question in the five different categories of questions. Now you may be asking, what are the five categories? Happy to share that with you. There's five major categories of questions that customers ask. The first question is the category of availability. Is the car there? I will teach you how to answer that question quickly, confidently to their satisfaction and get the appointment on the first call. The second category of questions is pricing. How much is it? Can you go any lower? Can you do any better? My best price script handles the question of, of price and moves you forward on the first call toward an appointment. What's my trade worth? No, my script does not say back it up to the phone and start it so I can hear it. No sarcasm in my sales scripts. I will teach you how to answer the question of what's my trade worth in a confident way so that the customer is completely satisfied with the answer without giving a number. How about the question of equipment? Does it have this? Does it have that? How do you answer that question without opening up another question about equipment? 
I'm going to show you how to do that and we're going to practice how to do that. Financing. What's your best rate? What's your lease? How low is the least rate? Can I get a loan? I've got bad credit. Anything relating to the, the subject of financing, I've got a script. One script to handle all finance questions to help you move forward in your sales call to get an appointment on the first call. Listen, the fastest and most important time to get an appointment is on the first call. No callbacks. Not let me get your number and I'll check and I'll call you back, but how to get that appointment on the first call and I will show you how to get the customer to show up at a very high rate. How about 80%? So that's my backstory in a nutshell, a 20 minute backstory. I hope to be able to break that down in the near future, but this is the first time I've done it in a podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. This is Tony talking car biz.